I'd only been in the apartment for 15 minutes, but already it felt like home. The bedroom that would be mine for the next fortnight was perfect. I might never want to leave. The bed was immaculately made with blue cotton sheets and a pristine white comforter tucked into the foot. The floor made of the same sturdy varnished wood that ran through the entirety of Claudette and Lewis Linfield's home. Clean towels had been folded and placed on a navy blue velvet armchair that sat in the ideal position, in a corner close to the window where I could sit and catch the last rays of sunshine at the end of the day. Claude had even laid out a selection of her favourite books on the bedside table to ensure I had something to read before going to sleep. She was a librarian by trade, so I suppose the habit ran deep. You about settled in? Claude Linfield had a constant, easy smile, considering that she and her husband had been complete strangers only a couple of hours earlier. I already felt that there was no place safer in the whole of New York than in this cosy apartment. Yes, thank you. I moved to let her join me at the window, looking down into the street that was so different to the narrow London roads that I was used to. Wider, the buildings far taller, Everything just that little bit bigger and brighter than back at home. It's so kind of you to let me stay. I know that I could have stayed on at the hotel, but hotels are for those without their own people, she told me. Far as I'm concerned, you're with Will and that makes you family. He's as good as a brother to me and Lewis. Will Goodman, the reason I was in Harlem and no longer resident in the luxurious but impersonal Sherry Netherland Hotel. We'd met on the voyage over from England. A cliché of a story. I had been a passenger. He was the band leader, playing to the rich and famous every night in the Starlight Club on the HMS Queen Mary. It had been quite the voyage, and the addition of a whirlwind romance had left my head spinning. Perhaps it was foolish to throw my lot in with a man I'd only just met, but I trusted Will. There were so many others whom I couldn't, and so when he'd offered to arrange for me to stay with friends of his, I'd agreed without a second thought. You all grew up around here, you and Lewis and Will. I could see a group of young boys playing down in the road, shrieking and laughing loudly, until a woman stuck her head out of a window across the street and shouted a warning for them to keep it down. Some things weren't so different from home. Claude nodded. Went to the same school, and Will and Lewis went to college together. Really? I didn't know that. Lewis was a paediatrician at the local hospital. Had Will studied medicine as well? Doctor to musician was an odd career change. Come through, Lena. I know you English love your tea, but I hope coffee will do. Claude left the room before I could quiz her about Will. Will and Lewis were already in the lounge, though they had both chosen to drink beer. The Linfield Lounge induced further envy. High ceilings and tall windows. The sashes lifted to let in a breeze and offset the warmth of the early September evening. The fading light bathing the room in a natural glow. An unlit fireplace sat centre stage with a sofa and two armchairs arranged around it. We were three storeys up, at the top of what had once been home to a single family. Now the Linfields lived above the two other couples. An older doctor friend of Lewis's, a mentor from his medical school days, 
owned the building and occupied the ground floor as well as ran a private practice from the basement. Above him lived his son, a dentist who shared the basement business with his father and his wife, along with their small son. I was yet to meet them, but it struck me that yet again I was amongst people whose lives were very different to my own. I had left school with the bare minimum of qualifications. In my world, they had never seen that important. I was never going to be a doctor or a dentist or a teacher. Those occupations weren't for people like me. Or so I had thought. Claude and I took to the sofa with the men already settled in the armchairs. They might have been brothers, Lewis and Will. They sat in the same way, one leg straight out, the other bent with their beer bottle resting on the thigh. On the ship, Will had always been dressed in a formal suit, his band-leader persona permanently on display. Now he had dressed down in looser, wide-legged trousers, his shirt sleeves rolled up and no tie in sight. He looked right at home, and I felt my breath catch in my throat as he looked up at me and smiled. So you two met at sea, huh? Lewis was speaking to me but grinning at Will. I could guess what he was thinking. I'd been worried about what they'd think of me, a woman of loose virtue. But it seemed as though Claude and Lewis weren't the sanctimonious type. Will took a swig of his beer. I already told you, didn't I? Lena and I got to talking since she's a singer. Same line of work, just a shame the job she had lined up fell through. All this way for nothing, Lewis shook his head. A real shame. At least now you get to have a vacation. Do the tourist thing and see the sights. That's true. I took the cup of steaming coffee that Claude handed me and wondered when it would be acceptable, if ever, to ask for a beer like the men. I managed to get a ticket back to England in a fortnight, but until then this city is my oyster. Thank you again for putting me up. It's really very nice of you. I, for one, am thrilled to meet a friend of Will's, Claude told me. We hardly see him these days, and when he does show up, it's always a flying visit. No news to report. She aimed this last dig directly at Will, who shuffled uncomfortably in his chair. Will doesn't bring many friends home, then. I avoided his gaze as it shifted to me. Of course I wanted to know. If he made a habit of bringing women back to Harlem, better I found out now. Lord, no! You're the first in the whole time he's been working on the ships. How long is it now? Five years? Six? Too long. Will's tone made it clear he wasn't in the mood for Claude's teasing. Too long, Claude agreed. It really is nice to know that he's not been as lonely away at sea as I've been imagining. Lewis's laugh was wheezing. Oh, come on now, he said as Will began to protest. We're only teasing. It's what friends do, isn't it? No need to take it so serious. Will looked almost shy as he glanced at me. I don't want Lena to get the wrong impression, is all. That you're a man who doesn't share his affections with every girl who crosses his path? I think that'd be a good impression to make. Claude eased the barely sipped coffee cup from my hand. You want something a bit stronger than that, don't you, Lena? I can tell. She got up to go to the kitchen, a little more than an alcove that had been sectioned off from the lounge. I looked guilty enough to cheer Will up. Lena... Claudette Linfield is my best friend, as good as a sister and a mother, too. Plus a mind reader to boot. You're in safe hands with her. 
but you do have a sister as well? I was trying to remember what he told me in a rush as we temporarily parted at the port the day before. A reminder that I really didn't know very much about him, nor him me. What I did know was that Will usually stayed with the Linfields when the ship was docked in Manhattan. However, on this occasion, in order to preserve my reputation, though it was far too late for that, he would stay with his sister overnight before returning to the port in time to sail the next day. Stepsister, I reminded myself. He'd been very clear on that for some reason. As much as it was disappointing that our last night together would be spent sleeping in separate beds, I knew how lucky I was to have these last few hours with him. My love affairs tended to end with a lot less civility than this one would. You know, I've been telling Will to come home and settle down instead of wasting the best years of his life away at sea, Claude told me, returning with a glass full of beer, ignoring the fact that the man himself was sitting right there. Life doesn't seem so bad on the ship, I told her, trying to stick up for him. You don't have to worry about rent for one thing or how to afford food. Things run like clockwork and people are nice. But isn't it dull, living the same day over and over again? Same people, same sights. Anyone of interest only hanging around long enough to get from A to B. She gave me a sharp look and I knew that I was the anyone of interest. But I had to disagree on one point. At least on the last crossing. Life on the Queen Mary had been far from dull. I only wished it had been. Will and I decided between us that the events of the previous few days were best left alone. I had brought up the subject tentatively, but been glad when Will agreed readily. When I told him that I wanted to put it all behind me, he had thought he understood. There was no easy way to explain to new acquaintances that I'd been at the centre of a murder investigation that three people had boarded the ship in Southampton alive and been carried off from New York docks in a coroner's van. It felt like a dream, a nightmare. Now I was sitting with these very normal people. How could they understand? Besides, as far as almost everyone was concerned, the culprit had been found and appropriate action taken. Apart from me, only the murderer knew the truth and no one would believe me if I told them what had really happened. Even Will was more in the dark than he knew. Still, it was in his best interest to be ignorant. When I'd felt scared and lost on the ship, he had been the one person I trusted, the only person I could find shelter with. It was another reason I decided to risk following him to Harlem rather than staying in my fancy hotel. Some of my fellow passengers knew where I was booked to stay. I didn't think they would come looking for me, but sometimes it was better to be safe than sorry. You'd be surprised at what goes on at sea, was all I said to Claude. Well, I think you're incredibly brave to have travelled all that way alone, Lena. Claude pressed her lips together and shook her head. See, that's why I'm glad I've got Lewis. I'm far too chicken to do things like that. I'm not intrepid in the least. You never know. You could surprise yourself one day. I managed to smile a lump forming in my throat as I tried to push down the memories of what had actually happened. I took a sip of beer and struggled to swallow it. What I wouldn't give for a martini or anything stronger. Something to take the edge off. But do you have to go back to England right away? Claude pressed, and for the first time I began to feel uncomfortable. So many questions. 
What if you were able to find another job in New York? I suppose, well, I haven't given it much thought. I didn't even know if I was allowed to stay much longer. I'd never travelled before. My passport was brand new, and I'd literally never left England before. So I didn't know how things worked in America. I had no ties to New York, no bank account or home address, none of the usual mundane things that made life tick along easily. Yes, both my parents had been American. But how to prove that when one was dead and the other would likely rather die than confess to my parentage? Well, I think... Claude! Lewis interrupted his wife. Didn't you say you needed a hand in the kitchen? To carve the meat? She stared at him blankly, blinking as she realised she was being told to shut up and leave me and Will alone. Oh, yes. Come on, then. Dinner won't serve itself. Will came and took her place on the sofa beside me as she and Lewis disappeared into the tiny kitchen. I'd never seen him look nervous before. Usually, it had been me standing before him and trying not to make a fool of myself. Is everything all right? All right, he paused. Why wouldn't it be? You don't seem yourself. He seemed nervous, but I couldn't understand why, when he was the one on familiar territory. Oh, he looked down at his hands. I guess there's something I wanted to tell you. I groaned. Oh, God, how bad is it? Huh? Are you going to tell me that you're married or that you have a secret child stashed away somewhere? I gave him a gentle nudge with my elbow. Come on, then. Out with it. Will grinned as he realised I was teasing, though he looked a little too relieved. Not a wife or a child, then. No, this is a... It's a good thing, I hope. He looked worried. I don't want you to think that... Oh, please, will you spit it out? The suspense was doing nothing for my nerves. It's just that I got someone to take my place on the ship for this next trip coming up. I'm not leaving tomorrow. I'm staying in New York, and then I'll travel with you when you sail back to England. If that's all right with you. You'll stay here and sail back with me. I could hardly believe it. Sure, an old friend owed me a favour. He helped out once before, so he knows how it goes, and it's only one return crossing. The band will hardly have time to miss me. I smiled through my disappointment. For a brief moment, I'd thought he meant that he was going to come back with me, to live in England. But that was daft. We barely knew each other. Who would move to another continent for someone they'd only just met?